the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Biz 1440. KYCR Golden Valley. From Wall Street to your street. Tune in on the go with our free app. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The International Space Station's population has swelled to 11 now with the arrival of SpaceX's third crew capsule in less than a year among those arriving today. NASA astronaut Megan MacArthur. We're just really excited to be here and be part of this historic mission um, with the two dragons on board. First reuse of a capsule, first reuse of a booster. It's just an, a tremendous achievement. The new arrivals representing the U.S., France, and Japan will spend six months at the space station. The Biden administration's policy towards Central America is starting to take shape now. Vice President Kamala Harris taking the lead on a potentially treacherous portfolio, one that straddles diplomacy and migration as the U.S. vows to look deeper into the root causes of the migration from many Latin American countries to the United States. On Wall Street Friday, the Dow was up 227 points. This is SRN News. I got into an accident on my way home from work one day, and my car was totaled. Hi, I'm Diana from Shoreview. So the rental that I was given was an Elantra. So I was like, I like this car. I want to go find an Elantra. I'm a first-time car shopper, and I had to do it all by myself because I don't have any family around. I was very scared walking into it because I always hear those cliches about car shopping. When I first walked through the doors at Invergrove Hyundai, they greeted me with a smile, and they seemed like very genuinely kind people. I was surprised at how painless the process was. If you're looking for a great deal on a car and an excellent care team, I highly recommend Invergrove Hyundai. Get up to $3,000 cash back or 0% financing for up to 60 months with $1,500 cash back on the 2021 Tucson or Kona. Every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain and Hyundai assurance. InvergroveHyundai.com. With the extreme weather changes in Minnesota, it can be very unpleasant when the windows in your house begin to fail. But what's even more unpleasant is the three long-winded, high-pressure sales calls you need to sit through to get multiple bids. They tell you their window is the best and all the rest are no good, and hey, I'll throw in a free window if we can write this up tonight. I'm Ryan from My Three Quotes. What if I told you you could get competitive bids from three high-rated local contractors on any window brand after only one short meeting with me? The process is simple. I'll stop by to measure the windows and we'll talk options. Whether it's vinyl, wood, composite, or fiberglass, we'll come up with a job scope that fits your house and your style. And you'll receive the quotes within a week. If you've already had some window bids and were floored by the price, call me. As you'll see from my reviews, my quotes can come in thousands less than others for the exact same window. If you decide to move forward, I'll come back to write up the order and do a walkthrough when it's done. And yes, the service is free. So hop online and visit My Three Quotes to set up an appointment. That's the number three, My Three Quotes. The program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Is it his time? Yes! 
Where's your hat? Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Oh, God, that's all I need. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Let's go while we're young. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440, second hour of today's show. I'm still keeping my eyes open, looking for whether or not there's been an announcement regarding the Armenian genocide. I keep, uh, I keep my, uh, I keep myself uh, checking on it, but I have, I have yet to see any news. Supposedly, uh, President Biden is making an announcement to that effect today. I am, I am, of course. Uh, if you recognize anything about Armenian names, my last name is Ar- an Armenian root. Um, I um, I believe that uh, I believe that uh, uh, we'll get the announcement today. Uh, I think they've done too much to then pull the rug out from under us. Um, me uh, in terms of uh, the disappointment we've had had historically. Um, I believe I've got. Uh, I think we're just going to refer to Ms. Sioux Falls John on the line. Uh, at six five one two eight nine four four seven seven, John, um, John, uh, good morning, and welcome to the King Banyan Show. Um, good morning. Um, I have a question that might sound again like an exam question. I thought it might be helpful. Um, I wondered if you could possibly define um, the prime rate, the rediscount rate, the federal funds rate. And then explain, um, I think a couple of those are used by the Federal Reserve System. Which one of those you think is the most effective by the Federal Reserve in an economic downturn? And then explain why. Um, I also wanted to tell you that a few weeks ago after your program, your same discussion continued on the program that's right after yours. It was... uh, uh, a person in investments named Shelley Kramer, I think her name is. Yep, yep, and yep. They, I listened to her from time to time. Yeah, they had an economist on named Stephen Moore, who I think was in the Trump administration. And they were he talking was. about the very same things that you were, about whether this ease in monetary policy could lead to a bubble. And he kind of explained what a bubble was. And so yep. it was, a, it was well, a carry-on of your own program right after you. Well, I, I I appreciate that, John. Um, uh, stay on the line for, with me for a minute, because I'm going to find out if I've done a good job on this. Because I, when I teach mon- money and banking, which I haven't done, John, in oh gosh, probably 12 to 14 years now, and it's an entirely different game. Okay, when I used to teach it, the Fed funds rate, which is the rate at which banks can borrow reserves from each other, reserves being deposits that are placed at the Federal Reserve, thus thus federal funds. Mm -hmm. Um, That rate was the defining rate for monetary policy. Um, So if you want to know what the Fed was going to, what the Fed stance was, you would look at the Fed funds rate, you would compare it to some other things and compare it to market rates and that would tell you, and to inflation and you'd come to some conclusion about whether the Fed was too easy, too tight, or so forth. 
Um, the the discount rate or the rediscount rate is basically an anachronism at this point. It is the if I am a bank and I need reserves, um, I can go to the Federal Reserve or I can go to another another entity and allow the and and allow the and borrow money from them by pledging some security usually it's a treasury it's a treasury bond okay and the rate at which at the way the rate at which i get that loan against my against my collateral is the rediscount rate so perhaps i hand you a uh, you know a ten thousand dollar bond and you lend me uh $9,990, okay? Um, you've just established that the rediscount rate was 1%. You kept 10 for yourself. Uh, excuse me, it'd be nine, yeah, $9,900. Okay, so that'd be a 1% rate. Um, currently, the rediscount, the discount rate isn't really that important uh, in terms of monetary policy and hasn't been for a while. The prime rate, John, is the rate at which banks lend to their best customers, non-financial customers. It's not mm -hmm. the rate at which they lend to each other, but it's the rate at which they lend to the hardware store or the retailer or so forth. But to their very best customer, most, their most creditworthy, most trustworthy customers they have. And normally when I'm, I'm a business doing, doing work with a bank, uh, the rate of interest I'm being told I'm going to pay is usually prime plus some number that represents how risky they think lending to me is. Okay. Um, so those are the three basic rates you've described. In a downturn, John, normally what we would have seen is that the Fed funds rate gets reduced. Question is, if the Fed funds rate was reduced from here, well, we're already at zero. Are they going to give us a negative interest rate? So there's been a lot of discussion about that. I still think the Fed is not prepared to go to negative rates, but they have in Europe, they have in Japan. Um, so, so you might see that. What's more likely, and this gets to your question about in a downturn, what would I see? It's that quantitative easing. I believe that bef long before the Fed raises rates from z the Fed funds rate from zero, it will have to reduce their quantitative easing. This week, just this week, the Bank of Canada, their central bank, announced that they're not raising their interest rate, but they announced that they're going to actually start reducing the amount of, t amount of additional bonds they're going to buy in the market. They're going to reduce their rate of quantitative easing. That's what the Fed will do at some point, but it's not going to happen in the next six months, I believe. So does that help, help, help explain that for you? Yeah, yes, it does. I very much appreciate your program. Great. All right. Thanks. Thank you, John. Okay. I still kept my chops. I can go back to the classroom and teach again. All right. Great. All right. That's exciting. In fact, Ron over on, uh, over on Twitter post post up something. I'm going to try, I'm just going to read it and see if I can solve, solve this while we're on the air. Um, vaccine shots, 250, 215 million shots total, 3 million shots a day. So about 20 million a week. Second shot is three to four weeks after the first shot. 70 million approximately have had the first shot, but not the second. Math says 145 should have both shots. But CDC reports 90 million fully vaccinated. Why the 55 million gap? Okay, so I think part of that, Ron, is that 
you're doing the math as if we went from zero to the level we're at now all on one day. I think there was an on-ramp so that in back in, I think if I went back and looked at the daily stats in, in January and even in early February, we were lucky to get a million a day. I mean, we, I think the first few days we got a million, uh, Twitter just exploded with, wow, we had a million shots today. That's amazing. Do you remember, Ron, do you remember when people were saying, when the, when, when the Biden administration in the early days said, we're going to get a hundred million shots out in the first hundred days. And we all laughed at them because it was like, well, that was the Trump administration's goal. You're just borrowing their goal. So eventually they rolled around to say, eh, yeah, you're probably right. Probably we need to get to 200. Well, we're past 200. We're actually going to, we're actually going to end up being in the neighborhood of 240 at the rate we're going right now by the end of next week when we hit, you know, by, but, you know, so first, first hundred days, uh, first hundred days is going to be April 30th, uh, this coming Friday. Uh, so, um, we'll be at about 240. They'll go past the 200. Um, and that's fine. But remember, it was a ramp up. So I think the reason there's a 55 million gap is there's a larger number of shots being given. I will say I was, I took my wife for her, for her second vaccine this week. And I, and it was at a, at our healthcare providers facility, they actually have an, a building that they normally use just as just as administration and to hold meetings. Uh, it's not a place where you normally find doctors, but it has a large hall within it that they hold larger meetings in for themselves, and they've converted that into a vaccination clinic. Um, the flow of people going in and out of there was strong and steady. It was very interesting. Uh, my wife told me she saw people, she heard people come in to get their shot, and it was their first shot, and they gave their birth dates, their birth years is 1947 and 1948, meaning that they're, they're, ten, they're nine, ten years older than I am. So I still think there's people coming in and getting it, and I still think there are folks out there there folks out there that are that, that have not gotten the first shot yet. And I just think in, if, if I, I, I mean, I haven't worked it out in my mind in terms of queuing theory, but if I was able, if I was actually, I think if I did it as a queuing problem, I think I could demonstrate why you'd see that 55 gap. Um, and, and, and Ken just posts, you know, maybe it's not, you're not considered fully vaccinated until two weeks after the, after the second shot, which is true. Um, I'm happy to report that I'm now two weeks out from my second shot. So I, I I'm now considered fully vaccinated. I'm not positive, Ken, if that's how they're doing the number or not, but that might, that's very possible. Um, uh, that's very possible. So, uh, thank you for that question. I'm, I'm, and Don, I see your question on Twitter as well. I'm, it feels, this is great. I'm just getting lots of good questions right now. Um, keep them coming. I would, I would say as well, I, I, in fact, I'm going to have to answer your question after the break because I, I do think, I, you know, it, Don's question, and I'm just gonna. What we'll do is we'll just. I'm just gonna ask it, and then we're gonna hang in suspense through some messages, and then I'm gonna come back and tell you what I think. His question is: Is this what an economic sugar high looks like? What does your gut say? Um, I. That's. A, that's the question of the day, really. 
as as much as I enjoyed answering uh, Sufal John's question about that takes me back to my money and banking classroom, um, this is a really good question. I want to answer it right after this here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz fourteen forty. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to the Biz 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. Tune in and radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima Tax Relief. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Alexa, how do I fix a circuit breaker that keeps tripping? Yeah, that sounds like something to save for the professionals. You need to call Early Bird Electric. Their expertise is troubleshooting and rewires. They're offering a free service call with purchased repair. Get same-day service and a lifetime craftsmanship warranty. Early Bird Electric. Call. 612, The Bird. Early Bird Electric. 612, The Bird. Business 1440 and iHeartRadio, they go together like pennies and pinching. Listen anytime, anywhere at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Thank you for listening. I need this is like walk-up music. You know? This is good. All right. 
651-289-4477. Be like, be like Sioux Falls John. Give us a call. 651-289-4477. Really appreciate, pre appreciate all the comments uh, here on the Biz1440. By the way, I also appreciate the fact that many of you listen to us using iHeart or or listen to us through uh, the website at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Let me give you a little bit of advice. Just a little bit of advice. Some weeks you're not going to make it, right? You're just not going to make it. So here's a suggestion for you. If you go to the to the Biz1440's website at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, sign up to be a member of the Biz VIP Club. I'm a member of it. I hate getting lots of messages. You know, I sign up for these things. All of a sudden I'm getting dozens a day of, of advertising emails. It's not the these guys don't do that it really i think i get maybe one or two a week at most and 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 that's perfectly fine but you know what you get in response as a result of that you can listen to listen to this show anytime you want in its full glory just go to you know you can sign up for the podcast download that you can listen to um you can listen to uh, 10,000 Takes, Money Matters, uh, 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 the Real Estate Chalk Talk Show. I love I, I love the guys on before me. They're funny. I really enjoy them. Uh, it's, you know, um, I was visiting with Brian this morning, which is great, which is great to do. But sometimes, uh, sometimes I get uh, people, sometimes my producer needs to go do something else. It's like, no, just turn up uh, Real Estate Chalk Talk. That's cool. I'll listen to that. Uh, you can listen to all of it anytime you want, and that is just going to be great for you. So just go ahead and sign up, uh, be a, be a member of the VIP club, and then grab all the all the pods you want. You can listen to us in the middle of the week. Uh, you can go back and find out what I said a few weeks ago or a few months ago. Um, you can go you can go pull something to say. You know when you said this, you were wrong, King. You were wrong. Okay, it's good. I. The, Humility is a is a good thing to have. Um, Don's question. I'm going to read it to you again, and then let's see if we can answer it. Is this what an economic sugar high looks like? What does your gut say? So I think to myself, what do you know? So economic sugar high is not a term that you'd get in any of my classes. Um, I don't think I've ever written that. But I think I know what he means, and I see um, I see there being a real value in thinking about thinking about what that what that term might mean. So here, let's think let's think about it a minute. Term first of all, economic sugar high means that you've got extraordinarily easy monetary and fiscal policy. That's that that's a sugar high. As opposed to what? What would be an economic high that wasn't caused by that? Well, how about vaccines? Vaccines are a technological innovation that has kind of just shown up almost like manna. And we're able to enjoy the, 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 the fruits of the labor of people. I, I posted it at, at uh, Pound KBRS on Twitter earlier this morning. Uh, uh, um, Tim Wurstel, uh, who I, I love reading, is a British writer, very, uh, very, very satirical, uh, very, uh, and, and kind of with a biting cynicism to many things, leveling criticism on Oxfam, who had the temerity to be upset 
about the amount of money the the creators of uh, of Moderna and BioNTech, the technologies that are for many of us, including me, uh, making us feel like it's safe to go outside again and that that we're not at risk from COVID. Um, we are. That's not a sugar high. That's a real high. So I think I understand what Don means, and I'm going to just leave it there. And if I've misinterpreted him, he'll tweet at me and tell me I misinterpreted him. He always does. So if I take that to be the case, one thing that we know is going to happen is the government wants to pull back a fair amount of the of some of the sugar. Okay, it wants to pull back the sugar. Uh, or it doesn't want to, but well, it does. It wants to. It wants to pull the sugar away from people who they don't want to have sugar. And who do they not want to have sugar? Corporations, rich people. And that's why you get the tax increases that you're seeing. And that that eats. So they're going to take away some of that sugar, right? So. Here's the question that I would have, and, I'm, I, and I know people hate it when I respond to a question with a question. Is it a sugar high for, for uh, businesses to start figuring out how to go back into business post-COVID and, and, and struggling to figure out how to provide the goods and services people want? Because people want specific goods and services right now. They want what? They want to travel safely. So spending a lot of money on cleaning your ho keeping your hotels clean really matters. I was listening to I was listening to one of my hospitality students make a presentation about the ho the hotel she works in. She interviewed guests to try to figure out what is it you're looking for as you're deciding to come to a hotel or not. Uh, she had a lot of people in the in the in in her hotel who were tourists traveling with their entire families and what were they looking for they they it turns out they were looking for value they were not necessarily look and they wanted to be sure that the place was really 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 clean right people want that people are investing money in that guess what the people that figure that out are going to make a ton of money just like the inventors of moderna and, and pfizer vaccines are going going to make a lot of money okay but people really don't seem to want that to happen um Here's my concern. So, is it a sugar? Is that a sugar high? No. Is it artificial? It's a one-time thing. Okay. Some people are going to be kind of lucky in figuring out that they're in the right place at the right time. Just as whoever was making masks a year ago found themselves all of a sudden making money hand over fist. Just as people who who were making uh, hand sanitizers felt like they were making money hand over fist because you couldn't keep them in stock. Um, that, that's kind of what a sugar high is, is like. But I do, but I think what Don means is cheap credit, extra cash in your pocket from fiscal policy that has decided that the best way to get a bill passed to shower your friends with goodies is to take out some chunk of that money and shoot it out to everybody. Everybody likes a free check. Okay, so I'm going to send all y'all a free check. Okay, that's Southern. I'm going to send all y'all a free check, okay, for 1200 bucks. But my guys are going to get 1200 bucks plus 
uh, a no-bid contract to supply mass to the VA or something like that. I don't know that, that such a thing exists. I just made that up. Um, but something like that. I think that's what Don means by a sugar high. If that was all that was happening in this economy, the pure sugar high effect, what would we see? We would see rising prices. We would see unemployment fall through the floor. We would see people very, very willing to go to work. Okay, we would, okay, and, and, and so on. It would look like what the economy looked like in 1967 and 66 when Lyndon Johnson decided we're just going to spend a ton of money on great society and we're going to spend a ton of money on on uh, the Vietnam War. So rather than guns or butter, as you might have learned in your Principles of Economics course, they were going to spend money on guns and butter. Right? This looks like that except with a twist. The vaccine completely and our reaction to the to the the virus and our reaction to the virus in terms of uh, in terms of lockdowns create some very strange artificial surpluses and shortages in markets that are really really troubling for how all of that sugar works through the system okay imagine you're on a sugar high but one of your feet fell asleep. So you like be running around, but if you run around and you're not very careful, you're going to actually break your ankle because your foot's going to come down wrong because you can't feel your feel your foot. If it sounds like I know what I'm talking about, unfortunately, yes, I do. Um, the you're going to have an issue with that. So two areas where that might happen. Indeed, let me find this clip for you. Um, uh, yes, uh, I, I don't know the number on this. I think it's number three. This is Brett White. Um, he is the he is the CEO of uh, Cushman and Wakefield. You'll see their signs on commercial real estate properties for sale all over the Twin Cities. There are a few. There, there's a there's there's basically a Cushman and Wakefield almost everywhere in the United States. So if you're trying to talk to people about buying commercial real estate, office real estate, this is a guy you might talk to. He's responding to a story from Jamie Dimon, who, when he was uh, from uh, J.P. Morgan, who who said that he believed he was only going to have of his hundred office workers at any time, they're going to use flexible schedule, and they probably only need to have sixty at any moment, so they're going to need a lot less space. Now, a lot of people, and, and so that they're going to reduce their office space footprint. And some people interpret that to mean, well, then that means you're going to shrink your offices by 40%. So Brett White, CEO of this commercial real estate firm, Cushman and Wakefield, says, eh, it's not quite right. But he does admit that this is changing in a pretty fundamental way. Go ahead and play cut number three. Not planning. We're looking at something like a 10 to 15% reduction in demand of office space. So we're looking at you know, a lot, a lot of large companies, on average, are talking about 10 to 15 percent reduction. Not, not numbers as big as 40. Now, there are others uh, that may be fully remote in the future, but there are many, many other firms who aren't going to cut a square foot right now. And really, it's a mixed bag. And so, as we think about the immediate near term, as I mentioned, we're looking at about a 10 to 15 percent reduction in demand of office space. And and. 
what's interesting about that is somehow in the middle of all that, he says, hey, some people are going to cut by 40. Some people are not going to cut a square foot. And all this now has to get reallocated. You know what reallocates things in a market economy? Prices. And what are we going to do right now? We're going to mess with tax rates, which are going to help make the price signal that much more confusing to do the reallocation of things as fundamental as office and commercial real estate. Does that sound like a problem to you? It does to me. I have one more problem, and it's even bigger, and I'm going to give it to you right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Be kind to someone, and you could have your car payments covered for a year. Oh, very kind. The Biz 1440 and Standard Heating and Air Conditioning present the Kindness Challenge. Do something nice for a hero in your life. Then let us know about it by entering it in the Kindness Challenge. You'll be registered to have your vehicle payments paid for a year or get $12,000 towards a new car, both for you and your hometown hero. Sign up for the Standard Heating Kindness Challenge at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Keep on loving. The basics about financial literacy provides confidence in your investing decisions. Knowledge to make better decisions with or without an advisor empowers you to take control of your financial future. With the right skills, you are the best steward of your own money. Learn more today at a free in-center or virtual investing class at Online Trading Academy, 952-814-4410. Again, 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidai. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like uh, a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance, in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines.
King Banya Show, The Biz, 1440. Thank you for being with us today. So is it a sugar high, this economy? Um, maybe. I think so, but it's a sugar high that's happening at a time when the body has some, some issues. And part of the, the issues of the body, uh, as I said, are, are, are basically tied to the virus and, the, and people's response to it. Uh, I've said, I think I've said on this show, I'm currently uh, chair of the, tr- of the Board of Trustees for a, uh, an art center here in the St. Cloud area that includes a, a, a theater that holds over 800, 800 people. We've been closed since the start of the pandemic. We're just now beginning to find ways to offer things that we know we can do, but we really can't open up because of the space between our seats. We can't offer more than a couple hundred plate, uh, a couple hundred seats there. The bigger issue is the people that come to our theater are largely boomer generation and boomers are much less willing to go out right now than those, those in Gen Z. Um, frankly, the frankly live theater that does, uh, that does say uh, family theater, does uh, does um, music acts that are both uh, we we have both uh, popular and uh, classical appear on our stage, um, and and we have we it, those don't necessarily appeal to the people who are most likely wanting to get out and do things. Um, I think that that's certainly true. The other point, and and I've talked about this before. Our labor force participation rate is still quite below where it was pre-pandemic. And that means that there's about eight and a half to nine million fewer people working than were working 13 months ago. Now, in the middle of that, the, the government is talking about messing around with interest rate, excuse me, with tax rates that will influence the decision whether to bring back workers or whether to move forward with automation. I I don't want to I don't want to underestimate uh or, or and I don't want to overestimate the impact of these taxes on corporations. I've heard a couple. I've heard a couple of speakers in the last week or two say, to some extent, um, "Well, given that they're going to expense R and D, they're going to do this and that. The headline tax rate probably doesn't matter that much. The effective tax rate will be approximately the same. It's not that big a deal. No, but it. But that's if you look at a, at the top level macro level." If you dig down and say, what is the after-tax return on a piece of capital? You can't answer that without asking, how, what kind of capital is it? And this administration has been very clear that they want to steer investment into certain areas, and in particular into investments that somehow support environmental concerns. 
I happen to I, I happen to believe that you know the earth is warming, that humans contribute to it. I don't believe that the government right now should be investing hundreds of billions of dollars trying to solve it because I also believe, like say a Bjorn Lomborg, um, that the that the technologies we need to correct for that are going to be a lot cheaper in 10 to 20 years and we can afford to wait. Okay. I want to have new, I want to have a better energy policy, but I want an energy policy that uses market prices to steer investment rather than somebody in Washington, D.C. or in St. Paul, Minnesota. Okay, that's all I ask when people say, say, well, you're not, you know, you're, you're not, you're for green energy. I said, well, if it makes market sense, sure. Why wouldn't I be? Why wouldn't anyone? So let me play this clip for you. This is Brian Tennant. Um, and, um, and of course, here, here again, I've, I've lost my, my placeholders. Um, uh, this Bryant Tennant is an economist with Strategus Research, uh, and um, I think we got I think we got this broken in two. But he's talking about what happens, particularly the capital gains tax cut. But I want you to listen to to, to this. It's a little bit long. We're going to break it in two, but but this is a fairly longish cut. But I did want you to hear it. This is Brian Tennant on um, on what I believe is a CNBC Squawk Box uh, yesterday. Well, Kelly, I think ultimately it's, it's not probably going to be the top rate at 43.4%. It'll probably be watered down because people will start to talk about what the optimal uh, rate is uh, for government revenues. I do think for this administration, I, I think as you were pointing out, there's an extra element of, of tax increases and extra consideration, which is not just raising taxes to raise revenue to pay for government spending, but there's also... Um, a social justice angle to yeah. a lot of this stuff, which means that at the margin, they'll, they'll be, in my opinion, a little bit more willing to raise taxes. And that's a concern for me for this, this very reason. Yes, all this stuff is a sugar high. You're just flooding the market with money. But what we've not had to experience, Don, in the past has been a flood of money that comes in at a time when the economy's having to do a significant reallocation of capital and labor because we've changed how the, the working the work relationship, we've changed the technology because we're gonna rep, we're going from a world where we have a COVID pandemic to a world in which COVID is endemic. I mean my belief is is when when Pfizer says when Pfizer announced, well, you might have to get another shot in, in a year, a booster, it's like, well, duh, why wouldn't you? It's, it, it, since, it, since, we, since the model in my head is this is a, a really bad and potentially fatal flu, why wouldn't you get a booster? But it's also changing other habits and other behaviors. And I think it causes some change, some change in the economy that requires us to reallocate resources. We invest a little less in some things and a little more in other things. And sticking higher tax rates on at that particular moment, in particularly on capital gains, where you've got a choice when to recognize them, 
impedes the reallocation of capital toward those things that to which we need to reallocate to live in a post-pandemic COVID endemic world. Continue that clip, please. Um, I think it's also important to note, though, that this would be coming in the context of, of increases in corporate income taxes and uh, an increase in the top marginal income tax rate. It's very different than what it was in 1986 uh, when you had an increase in capital gains taxes, but you had very significant reductions hmm. in the top marginal income tax rate and um, the tax rate on corporate profits. So this, I, I think as a whole, I think part of the reason why bond yields have stopped going up and the dollar's been weakening, in my opinion, over the last month is that people are starting to fear that this may um, sterilize some of the, the stimulus that's yeah. already put in place. I mean, it's very clear to me that they want to sterilize the stimulus, but understand that sterilization is is also ha it's not just the macro impact. There's a reallocation impact. These bills, these proposals on corporate tax rates, on top on top individual income tax marginal rate, and on the capital gains tax, have to be seen collectively as a reallocation of the economy toward things which this current administration and this Congress has decided they want to have. And they're steer I mean, and they are steering it really hard. The most deeply concerning part of this policy, in my mind, is, is not the magnitude. I'm concerned about the direction. But I'm even more concerned about the speed at which they're trying to move the direction. My sense is, and having been in the legislature and having experienced what I thought was a moment of, uh, of impatience in the majority in which I was a member, I've seen us try to steer the, turn the wheel too fast and seen the result, and it's not pretty. Okay? If you try to steer your car too fast in one direction or the other, what happens? The wheels come up and you might flip it over. I'm quite concerned that this is too hard a turn. I would ask them to slow down. I, I'm comforted only slightly by tenants' comment that we're not going to see a 28% rate. I am, I am energized by the fact that we recognize that the last time we raised this rate, it was in the context of an individual income tax cut. That was the Tax Reform Act of 1986, which actually continued the expansion. Democrats, Don, would have called that a sugar high. But it in fact, I believe, set the stage for the 1990s and the, and the wave of tech, technological innovation that happened then. I think the Reagan administration gave what eventually would be the Clinton administration a great gift. And even though George H.W. Bush lifted rates, individual rates some, because he was worried about the deficit, um, he, uh, he didn't mess with that. He didn't mess with, with too much with the, in, with the uh, individual income tax rate. He didn't mess with the corp with the capital gains tax rate, and I think the economy turned out better as a result. And I think it set the stage. I mean, I think he dampened it a little bit. I'm really, really worried. Any one of these things is bad enough, but trying to do all three of them at the same time, okay? 
Yeah, that's the sugar high, but this is all of a sudden, this would be like trying to do an injection to pull all the sugar out of your system at one time, okay? The reaction to that is diabetic shock and uh and and we we would end up uh you know, we would end up with a with a basically a I don't know, what's if I'm going to use that medical metaphor, is that a hypoglycemic economy? Well, okay. I, I, I'm going to stop there because I'm out of my depth once more. Let's take a break here. When we come back, our final episode, our final segment of the King Banyan Show for today on The Biz 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith Cal. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex Staff Stevens. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I am proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I'm proud to be a member. And of I'm proud to serve in the United and States. And I am Air Force. proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. Need special boots for a new job but don't know where to start? Step into Red Wing Shoes, where their friendly footwear experts can help you find the right style and size. Red Wing takes the time to learn about your job and measure your feet to get the perfect fit. Red Wing specializes in no-pressure one-on-one service. Stop into their stores in Circle Pines, Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Bloomington, and St. Cloud. Can't make it into the store? Ask your workplace about their shoe trucks where they bring the store to you. Red Wing Shoes. Work is our work. There's a ton to explore at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Like the biggest savings around at our half-off deals tab. Click on programs to see our daily lineup, win prizes at the VIP fan club, catch up on your favorite podcasts, and more. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. We were going to write something flashy about streaming us at Radio.com. But considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to the Biz 1440 on the free Radio.com app.
is 14.40. Uh, final segment, we only have a few minutes left, about five minutes left. And I was going to tell you why this day has been, is a day with maybe, maybe uh, a very important day for Armenians uh, around the world. Uh, today is the day, and I visited, uh, I just got a note from uh, from the producers at the Drew Mariani show. I was on with my good friend, uh, fellow fellow Northern Alliance member, um, uh, um, fellow, fellow Northern Alliance member, uh, Ed Morrissey, discussing the uh, potential. The Biden administration has been signaling for most of the week that they intend to recognize the Armenian genocide. Um, for those of you that are listening who do not maybe know the history, um, Armenians lived within the lands that were part of the Ottoman Empire of Turkey for centuries. There were at one time perhaps as many as three and a half million people living there around the turn of the 20th century, three and a half million Armenians living in that region in the, around the turn of the 20th century. Um, there had been periodic pogroms, uh, the one in 1909 drove my grandmother, who at that age, at that time was nine years old, into a German Lutheran orphanage in Beirut. And I, my, my cousin, John Christie, was on the show here uh, some months ago, uh, who was uh, uh, talking about his book, The Prince of Wentworth Street. Uh, and if you want to know history, a little history of my family, and of John's family, I encourage you to uh, find the book. It's still available. Um, but anyway, uh, in 1915, on April 24th, the the government uh, in Turkish called Itihad government, or known uh, in English as the Young Turks, they were the ruling party within Turkey at that time, ruling leadership. They did not actually have elections. Um, took approximately 240 Armenian intellectuals in Istanbul, marched them, marched them east into the deserts, uh, into Anatolia, and proceeded to, to slaughter them. And then began to give orders to, uh, to, to remove Armenians from their homes, remove them from, our, from Turkish uh, cities and villages, and to send them to displaced persons camps and otherwise to deal with the Armenian problem. Um, this went on over the course of a couple of years and, and all told, according to historians, one and a half million Armenians died, about half the population. Another million escaped, including my grandmother, who eventually leaves that orphanage in Beirut and by way of Egypt ends up, ends up in New England. Uh, where she gave birth to my father, um, and uh, and uh, I, I don't have time to tell you my grandfather's story, um, which is also very interesting. But anyway, um, the Turkish government has never recognized this. Many other governments have recognized it, but the United States has not. Uh, in 2009, President Obama, who had said he would recognize the genocide, used a term for the genocide called Metzgergen. Uh, which means the great calamity, which isn't genocide. Raphael Lemkin, after World War II, created the word genocide. And when he was saying, why was he creating this word? The destruction of a, the destruction of a of a race of people. He said it's for the Jews and for the Armenians. 
But this government has never used the word genocide to describe what happened in 1915. It has used great calamity. And while, while that, that it's a recognition, and I don't want to diminish, diminish completely what it was that President Obama did, that term is insufficient. The word is genocide. And, and honestly, I'm sitting on pins and needles right now because I'm waiting to see that the, that the Biden administration uses the word in its statement today. It will make a statement at some point. It's not going to do it before we get to, before we get to show, before we finish the show, but it's going to make a statement. And when it makes the statement, uh, that's the word I'm looking for. Uh, and if it does so, um, I will be celebrating tonight and toasting my, my ancestors. Uh, I toast you for uh, listening to us. Brian, thank you so much for your production work. And we'll be back again talking the GDP report and the Fed meeting next week here on the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Hi, this is PJ from PJ's Appliance Outlet, your local, family-owned, and operated appliance store. No matter where you live in the Twin Cities, PJ's is worth the drive. We're centrally located in Plymouth. Just this past month, we've had satisfied customers from Maple Grove, St. Paul, Minneapolis, Eden Prairie, Bloomington, all over the Twin Cities. We take great pride in separating ourselves from those overpriced big box stores by simply providing over-the-top customer service, great quality products at unbeatable prices. PJ's has quickly become the trusted go-to store for brand new scratch and dent appliances. You can save hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars on brand new warranted name brand refrigerators, ovens, washers and dryers, dishwashers and freezers, top brands like LG, Frigidaire and much more. Come visit our showroom today and ask for PJ, Bob or Jake or visit our website at pjsapplianceoutlet.com. That's pjsapplianceoutlet.com where every deal is a steal. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. 
Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com.